0: and welcome to the imagineer podcast your unofficial guide to all things disney i'm your host matthew Crawl, and you're listening to episode 79 of the imagineer podcast in today's episode we are going to be talking about a rather relevant topic i think now more than ever but it's something that has always been on my mind especially in my adulthood as I've been traveling to all these Disney destinations, and that is how to make the healthiest choices possible at Disney. Certain blogs and, of course, podcast episodes that you can find out there will talk about how to eat healthy at Disney, which is certainly one component of this episode, but we're going to be talking about this a little broader. We're talking about all healthy choices that you can make when visiting Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any other Disney destination around the world. Again, a very timely subject for right now, but something that even beyond our current circumstances is incredibly important. And I brought onto the show with me, Jamie Lee from The Kingdom Insider, who has been on the show before on behalf of Hakuna Moscato Moms with Christy. And Jamie offers some incredible information and advice as a registered dietitian, someone very all knowing in the healthcare space about how to really maximize your health when visiting these destinations. Of course, at the end of the episode, I'll come back and share a little bit more information about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. travel to the Disney parks, I think it's really easy to fully go on vacation in the complete sense and forget about taking care of yourself and not only your nutrition, but your overall holistic uh, health and how you take care of yourself while you're on vacation, which is incredibly important um, at all times of the year and even on these trips. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the best ways or the best healthy choices you can make when you're at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland or any other Disney destination, to do that, I thought there would be no other guests to come on to the show than Jamie Lee, who we've heard in the past, who is formerly at Hakuna Moscata Moms, just like Christy, but also just like Christy, has now come over to the Kingdom Insider family. So, welcome yep. back to the show, Jamie Lee.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I. Um, switched over with Christy when she took over, and I am their, like, wellness, food, and nutrition contributor, so I write over there just kind of about all things under that umbrella, a lot of Ren Disney content, a lot of allergy-friendly, um, plant-based information, and just stuff like we're chatting about today, like how to kind of continue healthy intentions, even while you're on vacation. So it doesn't become a burden for a lot of people, you know, or a worry. Um, And the good thing is, is Disney has a lot of those options now, which is nice. So lots to chat about.
0: Yeah, we'll have to talk about your background, too, because you not only contribute to the Kingdom Insider, but you have a pretty uh, reputable and, uh, (laughs) um, I guess, proven background for content like this. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about your career background?
1: Yeah. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and I'm practicing currently, I've been practicing for over 11 years. Um, Right now I work in corporate wellness, creating content and seeing patients virtually. Um, and that's part time. And then in my other part time when I'm not doing stuff for the Kingdom Insider, I work in the media as a nutrition resource. So um, I'll pop on to some of our local morning networks with some nutrition tips or healthy recipes um, in Philly and Baltimore, New Haven. And yeah, and it's, it's nice. I like doing that because I kind of get to apply what I do at home and kind of get people to kind of apply it themselves in their own homes and not just give them nutrition information, but like applicable tips, like what to do with that information. Yeah, exactly. It through all the way to the end. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really nice. And obviously like you, Matt and everybody else, I have a passion for Disney and um, what kind of, why I like talking about this is because my, I just know that people need it, so it's not just like my patients. And I actually have patients that come back to me, and they're like, you know, I don't want to tell you what I ate last week because I was in Disney and it was really bad. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, nothing in Disney is bad,
2: <laughs> so That's scratch true. that idea.
1: But let's, you know, let's chat more about being away and going away and being able to enjoy the experience and not having to like associate being bad about that or having it be like guilty or shameful or also not having it have like a negative medical impact on you because some people they're diabetic if they have food allergies any sort of health conditions I've had people that were um, post-bariatric surgery go down very soon after Um, hypertension, high cholesterol, all these things like your body doesn't really know you're going on vacation to Disney. So you have to find a way to manage that even while you're away. Um, And, you know, of course, get your money's worth and be able to enjoy all of Disney. And um, I can remember back in 2007, I graduated from college. And right before I graduated, probably like probably around this time, actually, like early spring, my dad suffered a heart attack and he was already a type two diabetic. And we had a graduation trip planned to Disney. My parents are DVC members. So this was like in place. And, you know, I worked with him the whole time we were down there. He was very motivated. He was doing really well in his cardiac rehab program and the dietitians there. And so I was kind of able to kind of keep an eye on him and just nudge him towards healthy choices. But it was more of the like, any salad on the menu was just the Caesar salad. And like, if you weren't going to get grilled chicken on Caesar salad, like what was your other option? Now, you know, 13 years later, there's a whole bevy of options. Like you could do this any type of way. You can go to any quick service, table service. You could go to Disney run restaurants, non-Disney run restaurants, and there are options for you. So I really like that. You know, I've been kind of watching this now over the last 10 plus years as a dietitian, but just as a Disney guest, you know, and having someone in my family directly impacted from the dining choices. So it makes my heart happy. Like when they came out with those plant-based menu icon and the options last year, I mean, I was just like, finally, (laughs) you know, they have the resources to do it. And, um, you know, they're answering the demand of the consumer, which is great. And it's not about taking away what's there or people's, you know, favorite theme park foods or anything like that it's just about having options for everybody so
0: yeah I I'm really amazed with the the additions Disney's has made on their on their menus and uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about this topic on a personal level because back in the day especially when I was on the college program it was very common for me to just go to the parks after work and go to well i did occasionally throw in sunshine seasons and get some rotisserie chicken and vegetables and i definitely not a person who was always just eating junk food it was very easy for me to just go to the parks they did not have as many of those options 13 years ago right um, and get a burger from peco's bill or from uh cosmic rays and french fries and ice cream and i'm as I'm getting older, making more conscious decisions. And when I'm on vacation, while I love Mickey waffles, I'm not going to have them every day. So I make it my indulgence one or two days to get Mickey waffles in the morning, but balance it out with something else. Or another day I might totally go for a healthier breakfast option. Um, And I, I'm excited to go through some of my lists, which actually a lot, a lot of the options aren't even food. Um, I (laughs) just came up with aren't even food related, but um, you know, the, as I get older and go to the parks and am more health conscious in general, uh, I find myself more about this even subconsciously. And so it's kind of, um, I think fun to talk about it in a, in a more formal setting sitting down and going through ideas one by one. And maybe on that one, we should actually kick one off. So like any other, you know, top 10 quasi episode, I always let my guests go first. So as you were thinking through your healthy choices at Disney, what was one that came up on your list?
1: okay so i'm gonna start with well first i just want to say like what i consider healthy because it really is yes that's that's a good good question so to what you were saying that balance is a very helpful approach because you're not um everything is within limits um and you're also honoring like what your body needs. So, I mean, for me, I can't go on all the thrill rides with, like, a heavy meal. So yeah, those are the I mornings I do. <laughs> right? Like, like, I definitely cannot do that anymore. Um, and I have two kids. I have a four and a five-year-old. So, like, I know what's going to keep them going. And as much as I'd love to have them to have, like, those Mickey waffles with syrup and whipped cream every single morning, we don't really do that. You know, they pick, you know, the oatmeal and stuff like that because we won't have to stop so many times yeah. and take time away from the rides to go seek out more food, more snacks, yeah. So having that balance is important. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that has to be like low calorie or low fat or only vegan or um, a, a small portion. It's just kind of my theme of he- healthy when I'm in Disney is just really that overall balance. And what I love right now is putting all of that, that, those chefs to work and like yeah. <laughs> really seeing them come out creatively with options that do balance that. So if somebody is looking for something smaller portion or on the lighter side, they have that. If somebody is looking for something plant-based, they have that. Somebody's looking for, you know, yada, yada, and then so forth and so forth. So I'm going to start with uh, the garden grill, the Chippendale Harvest. So some people might be thinking like, what the heck, how could she even choose that? <laughs> so if you haven't been to the garden grill and got the chip and harvest, it's not buffet, but it's family style. So right there, to me, that makes it a, a healthy choice because you get to choose your portion from what they're serving you. You don't mm-hmm. have to eat the whole thing. Um, sharing it with somebody else is also a really great way to portion control Um and it's not a buffet, and although I know their buffet standards are always up to, you know, very high standards, keeping everything clean, I like that it's just shared at your table, but you still have, like, that buffet kind of feel to it. Right. Um, and I recently went there back in January with Christy, and Christy uh, has no kind of diet modifications or anything like that. I have to follow gluten-friendly kind of protocol. So we actually got, like, double <laughs> – the family, like we were fed as if we were two <laughs> families, but we were just two girls. I yeah. mean, we had run races that weekend, so maybe our wages just knew we were really hungry. But with my gluten friendly option, I got the um, turkey, the roasted turkey. So, any animal protein that's cooked, roasted, baked, grilled, steamed, poached, broiled, those are all healthier cooking methods because you're not like draining it in oil or butter. So it was the roasted turkey, it was the, um, the beef, and then I had the seasonal vegetables that came along with it, which was green beans and corn at the time. Um, some rice was my gluten-friendly alternative to like the French fries, the mac and cheese. <laughs> so those were not available for me, but the rice was great. Um, the harvest salad that comes out first mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Yes. I mean, I crave that salad all the time. They, they'll bring you more if you want it, too, so you don't have to just stop at one bowl. Um, and what I also love about it is that some of the items that you're eating in that meal were actually grown and cultivated, like right there at the land pavilion. Yes. So if you ride that that ride, um, the boat takes you through the greenhouse where some of those greens are grown, um, some of the vegetables used. At times they've had sustainable fish that wasn't available when I was there in January, but I know they've had that before. Um, So I really like that option, um, Garden Grill, because, you know, you get to choose your own portions. You get a good balance of vegetables, lean protein choices. They do have a plant-based option as well. I didn't choose that for this particular meal, but they do have that. Um, Lots and lots of veggies. And then if you have room for the dessert, we had to take ours to go because it was just too much. so much, Yeah. (laughs) Um, like I said, they fed us as if we were two families, we're like looking behind us. Like it really is just us, but I (laughs) guess (laughs) exactly, but, um, they were very thorough with that allergy protocol. They really separated everything and gave us our own options. Um, so yeah, it's a little expensive, but I do think it's worth it. And it's definitely one of those meals where like, if you've eaten lighter earlier in the day, you have the appetite for it and you can definitely like indulge there.
0: Family-style dining in Disney is always fantastic. I think the Garden Grill is a good example of that. Ohana for breakfast, lunch, or dinner is a great example of that. And to your point about allergy-friendly, I have traveled with different family and friends who have a wide range of allergies and some, unfortunately, more than others. But even as an example, one of our friends who we go to Disney with uh, quite a bit has a a seafood allergy and we ended up eating at all this is not a family style location we ended up eating at the boathouse in disney springs which is a seafood restaurant yes. and they, <laughs> <New England>. yeah, <laughs> they had no problem accommodating him he of course did not get seafood he ended up getting a steak and said it was the best steak he's ever had in his entire life and he's had good steak before so it's not like he was deprived of it and (laughs) at disney really goes above and beyond my sister who's lactose intolerant and has a tree nut allergy presented that at ohana and there were a few things cooked with tree nuts a lot that's cooked with with dairy and they brought her out because this was for breakfast um I can't even remember what they brought her. They brought her a whole, like uh, like you said, like a totally separate
2: Totally
1: separate. Breakfast. It was probably, honestly, off-menu, too, because yes. they'll do that. The chefs will come out. They'll chat with you, what you're comfortable with, as far as, like, cross-contamination goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know exactly what to do. And I, I'm blanking on the chef's name at Ohana, but there's, like, a well-known chef there to, like, the allergy-friendly crew yeah. um, community. And he's got a really great reputation. I wish I I could remember his name. (laughs) We'll
2: have to look
1: it up. We'll look it up, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not up to you if you're listening. (laughs) Um, But Disney-run restaurants do phenomenal with the top eight allergens. They're they're trained in that. They know exactly what to do. Um, And like I said, they'll come to your table and talk to you directly. So even though most of these restaurants do have a pre-printed allergy-friendly menu that Will, ha- will include items that are themed along with the restaurant. So it's not like you're getting the same exact gluten-free meal every time you go somewhere. Um, but they will send someone out, and you can order off-menu or work with the chef to decide what would be best for you. And then even though the non-Disney-run restaurants don't necessarily like have to follow through with that same protocol because they're not under that Disney dining group umbrella
2: mm-hmm.
1: um they know that that's their competition on property so they're gonna provide the same options you know some are better than others but um like you mentioned the boathouse you know so they're gonna they're gonna do what they can do as well because they know what they're up against right next that's door
0: right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right in their own backyard or they're in disney's backyard exactly so, so you're taking right. a step further. Um, so I love that you started with food. I'm going to, so, and this is why I always leave these topics really broad because they give us a great point of differentiating what you come up with and what I come up with. So, you know, with the under the umbrella of healthy Disney choices, um, like I said, I kind of generalized a lot of these answers. I thought about specific places that I really love that are healthy or have healthy options available. But one of the general um Things I thought about, especially in the summer, but honestly, any time of the year is water. And I think it's really easy when you're at Disney to, if you're at Epcot, especially drinking around the world, it's very easy to forget to stay hydrated. Even if you're at the Magic Kingdom, there are, while there's a little bit of water in every drink, um, you know, you could be <laughs> drinking a lot of coffee, which can dehydrate you. And when you're doing a lot of walking, you're spending time in the sun, you're um, you know, exerting a lot of energy, it's more important to stay hydrated. I've seen plenty of examples, uh, working as a cast member, of guests who forget to hydrate, of cast uh, members yeah. who forget to hydrate. And there are really easy ways to do it. I think people think about always buying that bottle, the bottled water around property. But Disney will, in every quick service location or full service location, offer tap water as an option why you know joanne and i will often go to disney and bring water bottles with us and just refill them throughout the day Um, but we always have water with us and i think especially like i said in disney and especially in the summer um it's incredibly important to stay hydrated so i had to put water as like the number one thing on the list as far as advice for people to stay to make a healthy choice is to drink water
1: (laughs) and i I wrote an article like a month or so ago for the kingdom insider about like top seven ways to not get sick in Disney. Mm-hmm. And you talked a lot about the summer, but the winter, I feel like we're even, we're even more prone to not drinking enough. Cause we don't have that like beating sun and heat right, that you have.
2: Yeah.
1: But you know, water think about it. It flushes all the food through your system and it's going to help transport. First of all, it's going to help absorb those nutrients and transport them to where they need to go in the body. So it is a big contributor to your overall immunity. So whether you're there summer, winter, fall, etc., you need it. You need to just keep drinking it. I mean, I try not to leave any dining establishment without downing like one full glass of water. Right. <laughs> um, and I I've noticed, too, that a lot of, like, the resort marketplaces and, um, like, food establishments have filtered water. So I'm very sensitive to the the flavor of Florida water mm-hmm. from the actual hotel room tap. So I just fill up a huge, like, water bottle or cup as soon as I'm kind of going back to my room. Sometimes two, actually. So I drink one before bed and have one there to drink, like, first thing in the morning or overnight. So...
0: Yeah, that's a good plan. Thank you. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I'm glad that Disney on that side has also, in addition to the tap water options, I don't know if it's, fil- I think it's filtered. I, I, I actually don't really know 100%, but they have been adding the refillable bottled water stations. I know there's one in line for Flight of oh, Passage. Yes, right. There's one I think South
1: those are filtered. Yeah. I do, yeah.
0: I would think if they had the intention of these are new and people are clearly refilling their water, bo- water bottles with,
1: <laughs> yeah. with this
0: water, that is probably going to be filtered in some way. Yeah. So.
1: And I have noticed, too, um, with a lot of the new rides opening, um, like in Star Wars and then, you know, back when Slinky Dog opened. And I'm sure we'll see the long lines again when the Ratatouille ride opens.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. That If there is a breakdown in the ride, that's the first thing the cast members start handing out is the bottled water. Yeah. Because they know the people waiting in standby did not drink enough going into that line. So they didn't (laughs) want to get out to use the bathroom. That's right. And they're trying to look out for everyone. So, yeah. Water is of huge importance.
0: Awesome. Yeah, very true. Um, What is the next one on your list?
1: Okay, so the snack carts is the best way I can describe them, but you will find them in every Disney park um, and even the water parks. So... The, the one that I think is probably most popular or, like, most well-known is Anaheim Produce on yes. and, and Sunset Boulevard in mm-hmm. um, Hollywood Studios. So there's another one, too, like, as you're walking from the land back towards World Showcase. They're just, like, little carts um, in Epcot. I'm trying to think of where...
0: I can tell you one that I stared at constantly is right in front of Kilimanjaro Safaris in Harambe. Harambe, they have, Harambe. A, they have, they have the biggest
1: too. one yeah. and they weren't on the cob there too. That's I right. took pictures of it when I was there. I'm like, this is great content. <laughs> um, yes, that, that I think is probably the biggest one. I'm trying to think, I'm like blanking on whether there may be one. I'm going to probably guess that it would be an Adventureland.
0: But I don't I know. Think, what- I think there is, well, actually, I'm also now thinking of Disneyland definitely has one in in adventure land at Walt Disney world and magic kingdom. Do they have on there? I have to think about it. Um, they must have it one have
1: somewhere, but I just yeah. can't think of exactly where it is. Anyway, what you'll find here, um, you'll find hundred percent fruit juice. You'll find fresh fruits. So you'll see like bananas, apples, oranges. I think Cooties is actually sponsors Cootie's Clementine sponsors. Um, some of them too. So you'll see those like in little tiny sacks. It's like a mini, it's like a 3B, like a 3B clementine there. Right. Um, you'll see dill pickles. You'll see um, carrot sticks with celery and hummus and ranch dip. Um, you'll see fresh cut up fruit, fresh pineapple, melon, cantaloupe. Um, definitely waters. I've seen like powdery there as well. So these are, they're definitely smaller. But they are very useful for midday snacks or like in between when you know you're going to have like the ice cream or the float or whatever later on, or you're going to the dessert party for the fireworks, but you still need something to like sustain you. Those are great stops. Um, And I like that they have just kind of like clean, whole food options available.
0: I've definitely stopped at those quite a bit partially too. I think they have yogurt too. They have yeah, like, a fr- I a, a, a they have I'm, I'm trying to remember.
2: Yeah.
1: And a lot of the deluxe resorts will have um, like an entire refrigerator that has pretty much almost every item, like they replicate it and they have that available too. So it's, it's in the parks and then they also have those options at the resorts as well.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, the fact that you can't do a lot of the thrill rides on a full stomach. I what? never could do the thrill rides on a full stomach. No. Um, now it's, a little worse. So as I've gotten older, so I've definitely stopped by those locations quite a bit. If I'm feeling like I need something on my stomach to keep going, but space mountain is ahead of me and that's followed by thunder mountain and splash mountain That I'm going to pick up a banana or something to just sustain myself for a little while without totally filling up. And it just seems to carry me through that and give me some energy to, to get through the, those, those thrill rides and and then emerge on the other side with a meal. <laughs> yeah
1: they also have um I'm just thinking my mind now too the Starbucks they have like a mini little they have a lot of the same options as those snack snack carts as well. so if you're really like lost and looking for them, just look past the cake pops and then you'll find the fresh fruit and the yogurt and the little milk jugs and juice jugs there too
0: yeah really, really great answer. I love those snack carts. Um I'm trying to think of the next one I want to go with. I always put them in an order, but I never go with what the actual <laughs> order is. This is a really big one actually that I, I found to be really useful and, and it's something that when I was younger, um you know, I would always at the end of the day or the start of the next day, find my legs and my feet just like totally. Um, sore like I could I could get through the day and push through it and I was always a, at least a little athletic so I could always push through but it's amazing how standing on your feet all day you can easily get fatigued and your feet can get swollen and, and just really sore at the end of the day and the next day and it makes it harder to get through the next day And I always would, at the end of the day, go back to the room and stretch. I find that's important. But the one thing that has made a huge difference is the right shoes. Mm -hmm. And since I've worn, I always now actually go to the parks in running sneakers. And I found that since I've done that, I have almost not even needed to stretch at the end of the day. Like I still do, but if I forget the next morning, I'm still ready to go. Um, and people have often asked me, you know, what's the right shoe wear to wear at the parks and you know, how do I, how do I stay, you know, keep my feet cool and and also comfortable and i say no matter what you're doing like obviously if you're at the resort and you go and have a change of clothes and you're going out for a fancy meal that's one thing but if you're going to be in the park all day definitely wear at least like walking shoes or running sneakers it makes the heat the biggest difference and even for me like i said like i I, i've been i'm a little more athletic now than i was but i was always at least a little athletic and I, i the change in shoes has made a huge difference um and uh, so I've always recommend that as a, a healthy choice. Yeah, so right uh,
1: your health starts with your feet right. you and you don't have those working for you. <laughs> I remember like high school and college, I would literally walk around just flat flip flaps like I don't know what I was thinking, but that's what I did. Now I definitely wear like my Asics, my gel Kayanos. the same thing I would wear like in the Run Disney race is what I wear. I wear um, super feet inserts in those as well. And I I know I've talked to you about this before, but I once ran the Walt Disney World Marathon on a whim when they canceled the half marathon. and going there thinking we were I was just gonna run the half, which I've done a million times before, we planned all of our Disney touring. In the days that followed after all the marathon weekend crowd went home mm-hmm. and I credit my Asics and my super feet because I walked every one, every single park in the days immediately following running a full marathon. And I had two babies with me, <laughs> and I actually felt like fine. Like I took in a to leave, I think the first day and then the next um, three days after that, I, w- I was like completely fine, which I was just saying to my husband the other day, I did a Peloton workout. I'm like, I'm more sore from this than I was from the Marathon. (laughs) I'm busy touring afterwards. Like, what's wrong with me? I guess I'm using different muscles. Um, But that's super important. And then um, what you could also do, too, is if you pack, like, a golf ball um, or even a tennis ball, either one, you can do, like, a little foot massage at the end of the day and just kind of put it under your foot and put a little bit of pressure on it and roll it around on the ground. That can help. So,
2: that's all really those smart. Blisters,
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to have blisters. You don't, I, my dad once walked around, um, a rainy animal kingdom in boat shoes. Like, I don't know what he was thinking, but like, he had to leave. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. You have to leave. Like you got to get out of here two hours in like wet, humid boat shoes. Like, I don't know what he was thinking either, but you know, we all make those last minute choices before we leave the room. And if you're rushed, you think like, oh, it's not a big deal. I also always pack um, flip-flops to kind of change into at the very, very end of the day. Yeah. Just because once your feet do get a little bit swollen, sometimes the stinkers can feel like, oh, my God, right? And I've actually, like, had to walk barefoot to my room a couple times because oh I God. felt like the feet were <laughs> so swollen. So now I, I just slip in the, the um, flip-flop just for the end of the night walk. Like when you're getting off the bus and you have a long walk to your room, that's when I slip those on.
0: It's also good for the pool. So yeah, it's another reason obviously. to a – double, a double reason to pack them.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: what do you have uh, next up on your list?
1: Okay, well, similar to kind of physique and fitness, um, I like that the Disney – Resorts offer a lot of options for staying fit Um, from everything there. You could do tennis lessons. I know I've woken up to that a few times outside Bay Lake before you can do surfing lessons um, at Typhoon Lagoon. You can do obviously golf lessons, but then there are the complimentary classes hosted by a lot of the resorts and they're hosted by trained um, personal trainers and instructors and group fitness instructors, but they've got yoga They've got Pilates, um, they have like cardio boosts, even Riviera has like a family fitness option. So these can change from time to time and they're usually anywhere between like 30 minutes to 45 minutes long. Um, You do want to sign up if you can, although a lot of times, even though it's not mentioned, you can just join right into the class if you see it going on. Um, But you'll find them on the recreation calendar. So when you first check in, they'll usually give you, you know, the resort map and a couple other things, a couple pamphlets. And then one of those things is the resort activities. And it'll, you can either sign up right there um, or they'll give you the number of the recreation team where you can call and sign up with. But they're usually early in the morning. Some are at 6, 6.30, some are 7, 7.30, and some are 8. I don't really see them go too much later than that. Um, I know... Like, there's beachside yoga at Beach, uh, Yacht and Beach Club. There's also yoga on the green at Boardwalk. Um, you also don't have to be staying at the resort to like partake in that. Um, and then, like, I, I mentioned the one at Contemporary. Um, I know All Stars has one, uh, Coronado has a couple different ones, so you just want to check and and see what those are. And it can just be nice to like wake up and do something different when it's nice and quiet. So it's a little bit of mind and body. It's not necessarily like you have to get that workout in, but it's more so just to like have space and like serene moments before that busy Disney rush kind of kicks in. And then they also have um, resort runs. Um, I've updated the list on the Kingdom Insider and right now with the resorts, you know, kind of closed for business at the moment. I don't know if they've changed any going into the new season. Um, but I'll, I would say like half of the resorts now have their own resort runs. And those do come with a little bit of a fee, usually like 20, 25 bucks. But you do get a little bling um, and usually something, you know, special at the end. Um, like if you go do the one at Port Orleans, they have um, beignets at the end. In addition to the I was thinking of that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are fun too and you can do that with the kids. Um some people have even brought their stroller onto the course cuz they're they're small, they're not very, you know, heavily dense, very busy busy races. Those are quite early in the morning as well. Um but if you've never done run Disney and there's no run Disney race going on, these are far cheaper and you still get a medal. So um I like all the different kind of fitness opportunities. And of course, you know, being in New York, I'm in Connecticut. When I'm down there, like, I just want to be outside the whole time. Like, as I much as, as
2: possible. As yeah.
1: much <laughs> as possible. Like, I don't want to be in a room. I want to be outside doing things, doing stuff I can't do here year round, you know, so that's what I like about that.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, you. You had an, a, a very, I had a very similar one on my list. The fitness, the formal fitness activities at the resorts are definitely something worth looking into as well. The one thing I had, which is a uh, on my list and, and kind of a, a a piece of that is the or, or a spinoff of that is the running trails or walking trails that are at the resorts, which I'm sure you've also probably reported on all of them. I mean, my, my personal favorite is the one that's attached to the boardwalk yacht club and beach club and slash swan and dolphin. And you can, you can really like, uh, you can either just go around Crescent Lake and make it a lap or, or a loop, or you can go all the way down to the entrance of Hollywood studios yeah. and come back, which is one of my favorite, just, walking areas in general in Walt Disney World. Uh, every park or every resort I should say seems to have some sort of trail to follow. Even like at Pop Century when we stayed there, they had a, a running trail. Um, it's amazing the resorts you can go to. Port Orleans, you mentioned earlier, has a fun run. They have a, a great trail as well. Um, Coronado Springs, especially now with the view of Grand Destino Tower, has yeah. got some, some great runs to keep your mind occupied and your body. Um, so that they was. A, have a,
1: have they list. have a fitness center as well. Yes, that's they do on the loop. I think they're the only moderate resort with a fitness center. Yes, um, and it's small, but it's very functional. Uh, I think it's called like La Vida La Vida Health and Fitness Center. I think
0: that's it. Yeah,
1: um and it's on the loop. So even if you want to, you know run a loop and follow the new balance trail. They, they have those maps, you know, available, um, usually close to like the lobby and the central area of the resort. um, and then you can follow it, but you can stop into like one of those fitness centers, cool off, get some water, and then go back out and do another lap. But the one around, um, beach club and boardwalk is 0.8. And if you just like I remember I was staying at Beach Club and I just took a right outside of Sturmalong Bay and just ran all the way down to the gondola um, and then back. And that was just over two miles. But you can obviously work in more if you go around Swan and Dolphin. Um, there's some shaded areas, too, on that one, because when you go under the bridge. I remember doing, like, track workouts there when I was in high school. Um, so there's there's a lot of options for running, walking, fitness, uh, being outside or being indoors, depending on what you prefer. Um, and I just like that they have that because I think they could just be like, well, everybody's walking in Disney. We don't really have to offer anything. Um, but, you know, there's people that are trying to stay on certain training regimens. There are people that, you know, manage their health conditions with regular exercise mental health conditions with regular exercise. So, you know, I like that they answer it with more than just the fitness centers, even though their fitness centers are great and very well maintained and very state of the art, but it's nice to have the guided classes, the group programs, and then something to do completely on your own.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's funny the- the Vita Spa, I think is what it's called, um, but the one at Coronado Springs is actually one of, um, I, I used it once before uh, because I was at a conference at Coronado Springs and I had some time on my hands. I wasn't going to the parks. I had just enough time to do something. And I brought fitness clothes with me to do a workout and I ended up using that, that fitness center. But it is because they are a conference center that that's they they have the Uliamata um, oh, the Resort. Yeah. Yeah.
1: okay so so that really makes sense yeah yeah. and they have water they have earbuds um for the machines um what i need to do the next time i'm down there now that i'm like such a peloton junkie (laughs) but i have to like go down and see what resorts have peloton capabilities i mean obviously you could do it on your app but um i don't stay off property very often but last February, I stayed at the Hilton Bonnet Creek, which is connected to the Waldorf Astoria. And they had a Peloton in there. Um, and I know that's like such a trendy thing right now. So that's what I'll have to look for next time I'm down there as far as fitness goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was. Yeah. So I, you had an answer. I piggybacked off of it with another yeah. one of mine. So what is the next item on your list?
1: Okay, so I like the the Mickey check kids options. Mm -hmm. And I should just say like kids options in general, general, (laughs) because they each place like each dining establishment, especially and probably more specifically the Disney umbrella, like the Disney run restaurants. And I I guess just to kind of clarify for listeners, what I mean by that is like there are Disney run restaurants like cinderella's castle or um garden grill or skipper canteen you know those are disney run we know they're by disney obviously the resort restaurants are run by disney but then you have a place like Boat House, or um is katsura grill that's not disney right
0: it's on we- it's oh, that's a good question i always so thought it was Napoli.
1: that one i know is run yeah. by tina group so yeah, it's MCAT, but it's run by somebody else so right. You have Disney Dining, and they have a whole team of chefs, and um, I've met with the dietitian that works in that department, so there's a lot that goes into planning and labeling and, and all of that. Um, so when it comes to the kids' menus, what we saw, I think it was back in, um, I want to say like 2008 maybe, um, the Mickey Check came out. So Disney was like the first major company to completely shift their marketing towards kids when it came to food. They kind of cut ties with a lot of the, you know, quote, junk food, like the chips, the cookies, the sweets, the candy when it came to Disney. And they were now partnering with um like Dole, you know, for bananas, you'll see like the frozen stickers on there or cut up apples, um, like Go Go Squeeze is the official applesauce of Walt Disney World. So, when it comes to kids' food, and this kind of goes outside of the park, so it's very much part of the park's at heart as well, is that there's the Mickey Check program. So, it's a little Mickey icon with a green check in the middle. And um, all that means is that that particular meal meets certain criteria. Um, that kind of falls along with like the USDA dietary guidelines um, for kids, as far as incorporating like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, um, reduced fat dairy, and lean animal and or plant source proteins. So. Number one, adults can order from most kids menus. I won't say all cuz certainly with the dining plan there are some limitations like at the table service restaurants. But if you wanted to have a meal, even if it was a burger, but you just weren't in the mood for like the adult size, you can definitely order off the kids' menu. Um, So I like it for portion control. And then I like it because there is no Mickey check for adult meals. You're kind of on your own when it comes to picking out, like, what your healthiest choice is. Um, But for the kids' meals, you can kind of, especially if you're limited on time, you just look for that icon, and those are your best options. And some of my favorites, so one of them is at um, the Polynesian at Captain Cook's. They have grilled chicken, pineapple skewers served over um, salad. And then they always offer you um, like another fruit or vegetable on the side and a low fat milk to go along with it. So, you know, you can take what you need if you're not going to eat the whole thing there. Or if you want to eat the whole thing, it's perfectly fine because it's a pretty nice portion control. So, yeah. you probably thought I was going to say something about my kids eating it. <laughs> but it was really like for us adults, you know? And sometimes, your eating schedule is just completely like thrown for a loop in Disney. Cause you're trying to meet fast passes and show times. You're trying to meet up with people. So sometimes you're, you're like going really long between two, ne- two meals and then the last two meals are like right on top of each other or the opposite or something like that. So right. if you need food and you need sustenance, but you don't necessarily like want to overdo it because you get plans for later, you just ate. That's a good option for yourself.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice because people see kids options on a menu and assume it has to be for kids. And you're right when it comes to some of the full service restaurants or the dining plan. And that's simply because of pricing An adult is going to cost more than a child. But when it comes to the meals at quick service locations, you can definitely order off of the the kids options and i I love the the check marks that they've added there too because that definitely is a a nice little i think even for kids it's a good um like a good little check like they've they've done something right and
1: now um now they've kind of expanded it so there's the mickey check and then they have like abc check like from abc the station they have a star wars check um, and then they have marvel check and they all follow the same um dietary guidelines so i like that you know. Because you're, you're also grabbing kids from like every age group. Like we were just watching the Disney Now app with my four and five year old. So they have like a lot of preschool age stuff, um, a lot of like Disney Junior. But then when you incorporate like the Star Wars and the Marvel, you are getting that older like adolescent age group. Um, so it does, I mean, it makes a big difference in influencing decisions, whether you're in the parks or just in the grocery store. Um, I really admire Disney for that. And I really like that those are options in the parks and on family vacations.
0: Yeah, they're definitely, uh, ahead of a lot of other places in doing that. And I think it's a great thing that they're, they're continuing to do. Um, This, I have a really, I have some really interesting ones in here because it just is from personal experience and is something not everybody would think about. And one of them I'm going to jump to that's totally random. I love going in random order on my list is about showering. Obviously it's important to shower. So that's not, that's not my piece of advice. Obviously you want to shower, but there's always a debate of if you're going to shower in the morning, you're going to shower in the evening. And in a lot of cases I like to shower in the morning. But at Disney, I only shower in the evening. And that's because if you're coming back from the park, if you, um, you know, you've been walking through the park all day, exposed to like everyone and everything. And if you go straight to bed after that, you're literally taking that day with you into bed, onto the sheets and like everything. So um, I always tell people, uh, you know, if possible, I know if you have a large family, it's harder to do this, but to prioritize showering in the evening for that reason. Um, while it could be great to like feel refreshed in the morning, um, supplement that morning shower with like a, a cup of coffee or something, like just to yeah. make yourself feel fresh in the morning. Or I actually do, like you mentioned earlier, like to drink water in the morning because it definitely freshens and wakes me up. But um, definitely in Disney, I am always an evening shower person just because yeah. of the whole bringing the whole day back to the room with me
1: i would say that in the summer it's a two a day for me (laughs) you know we usually wait out i'm not too much of a rope dropper in the summer it's just too it's too long of a day with the kids if i was there by myself that's a different story but it's just too much of a day so we usually do like my husband and I will take turns, kind of leaving to do some sort of activity, like fitness activity, and um, the other one of us will kind of sit with the kids at the pool. So we're showering then, and then yeah, after you do a full day of the parks, you have—I mean, you have to shower yeah. again. <laughs> in the summer, it's definitely a two a day, and I would say in the um, in the fall and the winter. Well, really, just the winter. The winter, because yeah. In the summer, last <laughs> anyway. Um, even if I don't like wash my hair twice a day, I'm still definitely rinsing my whole body down twice a day. Um, and I don't want this to count as one of mine, but you made a good point about like what you're bringing into the room. So if anybody has any type of allergens, like not just food allergies, but if you're allergic to, uh, if you have environmental allergies, seasonal allergies, um, you want to kind of rinse down and leave your clothes off somewhere else, you know, like far away from your sleeping area. So because you could potentially bring in some allergens um, into your room. And it's one thing to kind of deal with it outdoors in a big open space. But it's totally different when you're trying to get some sleep, you know, for a restful vacation, and you have those pesky allergens kind of sneaking in. And I know people like to decline the mask keeping for the little promotional gift card. But if Again, if you have allergies, you don't want to do that. Just pay the extra money and have mouth come in and kind of clear that all up, because especially if you have an allergy and you tell them they do a different type of like deep clean to help maintain your room, um, which I like as well that's probably this probably should have been its own bullet point no but we'll make it we'll make it an
0: honorable mention kind of throw in between mention, four and a yeah. half
1: <laughs> all right good yeah so anyway that that was a good point
0: right <laughs> awesome um like i said like i occasionally have some interesting creative uh creative ones in here and that was one of them um but what do you have the next one on your list
1: so this one's probably i i guess it would be obvious to someone like myself but maybe it's not obvious to all the listeners, but, um, it's the plant-based icon. Um, you know, you don't have to be a strict vegan to enjoy the benefit of the plant-based icon. Um, and for listeners who aren't familiar with it, um, last fall in 2019, Disney rolled out a little leaf icon and the leaf icon means that that particular meal is free of dairy, egg, any animal protein Mm -hmm. um, fish and even honey it's free of honey as well so and and that really is to speak to the vegans um but like i said you don't have to be a vegan to benefit from this if you're just looking for more plant-based eating because you know you're on vacation you need more vitamins and minerals or because you've always wanted to try tofu or tempeh but you would never try and cook it yourself you know a place like disney where you have really skilled Experienced creative chefs, um, that's the place to, to try it. And um, one of my favorite plant based meals in Disney World is um, the crew stew at uh, Skipper Canteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's, it's a good one. I've had that oh, before. It's oh my so God.
1: It's good. so good. Like, I, 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 that was another place I went with Christy. We've gone on a lot of dates.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's always like the two of us. That's when we do our finest dining. Um, but I like—I just kept saying to her the entire meal. I'm like, I am just so satisfied. Like, I, I kept trying to like explain to her. I'm like, I know you—you you think because I'm a dietitian. Like, I'm just gonna be this big tofu lover. And like tofu, you really have to get it right, especially when when you're gonna pay Disney prices for it um, and have it on your menu. And there is a big vegan community that frequents Disney. And obviously, because they created this whole icon and added hundreds of plant-based, you know, menu options to answer this consumer demand. So you're serving people that have had tofu before and, like, know how to prepare it. And the the uh, crew stew is amazing. So it's like a curried... Um, like vegetables and um, crispy tofu, and it's served over coconut rice. You can get it with naan bread as well. Um, and it's just so good. Oh my God. And and that's another meal, like typically in the dead heat of the summer in Disney, I couldn't have such like a hearty, rich meal in the day, but I would do pretty much anything for that meal. And one other, which you probably will agree with um, at the Satouli Canteen. Oh,
0: Sotouli Canteen. Yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> the whole like, podcast episode. In I could. Up, but... I
0: could. Believe me.
1: <laughs> that, I just like go to bed dreaming about their crispy tofu ball. And uh, last time I was there, I was literally there all by myself. It was the morning after the um, Walt Disney World Marathon uh, 5K. So I was there all alone. And I literally was just waiting for it to open at 11 o'clock. And then I was like their first customer. And I go up there, I'm like, I'm going to need the gluten friendly the gluten-friendly version, which isn't hard to come by there anyway. But it was crispy tofu served over their hearty like green salad, which right. is like a kale mix. Um, and then with the quinoa, it's like a red quinoa uh, chilled salad as well. And then I asked additional on the side for the uh, sweet potato hash because I'm like, I got to get this That stuff there. is good.
2: That's I, really
1: I like, good. I can't <laughs> like how could I just pay a little extra to have, like all of them? Um, so, yeah, I, I love the plant-based icon. I love the plant-based addition to the menu. I love that they will switch them up like when they know one is underperforming or or um a recipe needs, you know, tweaking a little bit. They have no problem adjusting it. And they'll also bring things back. like, You know, the Disney food community is very loud and Disney listens. So if something goes away and people want it back, they they bring
2: it back.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that I don't have too many dietary needs or restrictions. And because of that, I treat all menu items on the Disney menu equally. And there are times I'm very conscious of the choices that I'm making. But when it comes to the plant icon, there are times that almost like even blind going in, just not even looking at the icons, I'll say like, oh, this sounds really good. And then just yeah. pick it. And then, oh, it happens to be a plant-based icon. That's sort of a, you know, a plus one there. But they have some incredible choices. And actually, my wife's fit, my wife is even more so than I am. Like, not like no, she has no allergies at all, like nothing, no dietary uh, restrictions or needs. And, um, you know, we'll, we went, we've gone to Toledo a few times at Grandestina Tower. And twice now, because the first time was so good, she got the, um, I forgot the exact name of the item, but it's basically vegan seafood. And oh, yeah. they give you. Well, the, the the equivalent of scallops and a crab cake and uh and squid? Sorry, I went on mute. <laughs> and squid. And it all basically uh is made of uh I think the crab cake is made from hearts of palm, and the other items are made from essentially like a mushroom puree with other veggies, ah, okay. and it's just. Amazing how with the right combination of spices, you can tell you're not eating seafood, but it tastes so good. Yeah. And there are plenty of items like that, like the um, at Satuli Canteen is another great example. Uh, I've had that item, item there as well, um, and just really, really outstanding choices. You know, forgetting yeah. even like if you have if you are vegan, that's one thing, and it's amazing they have these awesome choices. But even if you're not, and are curious or or maybe thinking that you would rather just eat a steak like it's the plant-based food at disney is so delicious and they work really hard to get it right um
2: i
1: have i agree 100 percent. and you know just as a dietitian, like i don't need people to be completely vegan or completely vegetarian but i do need people to be more plant-based and to shift towards that direction and i think a move like this is huge because people are like, oh, I didn't realize like it could taste this good or it could be presented this way or it could feel this much of a fine dining experience. Right. So I I really love it.
0: Yeah, a great choice. Um, For the next one, I'm going to go to sticking with food and thinking a little bit, again, kind of outside the box because there are so many amazing choices at Disney. But the other thing that people often forget about is that you can bring either bring food with you or especially when it comes to fresh groceries like fresh vegetables and fruits you can also either one actually buy them in a lot of the a lot of especially the disney vacation club resorts have like a mini um, marketplace where you can buy it's definitely not a grocery store but it's like a mini convenience store with some essentials and you can also have food delivered and ahead of time so especially if you and you don't have to be a disney vacation club member of course to stay in a disney vacation club resort but if you upgrade or select a, a one-bedroom villa or if you have a larger family, a two-bedroom villa or the grand villa, you get a full kitchen. And yep. I think it's so useful to take advantage of that space. And you can not only bring, you know, or or purchase foods that you can keep in the fridge, like, you know, fresh fruits and bananas, and things you can sort of eat on the go, but you can also cook your own food there too. Yeah. So if you really have um, you know, a, a desire or a need to, to know exactly how your meal is being prepped. Disney definitely is the most trustworthy place when it comes to preparing your food. But if you really love the way your own, you know, you want to try cooking or you love the way your food tastes and you want that at the end of the day and make it a family event and sort of sit together around the table on the resort, then that's another great option is to actually have the food available in your room and to prepare your own food in a villa.
1: Yes, so the family suites have that too. So That's it's not right. Yes. The DVC rooms, um, the family suites will have it too. That is key for a couple different family setups. So number one, if there's um, a food allergy in the family, yeah, you know, because there's a lot of trust issues, and even with as skilled as Disney is, you'll notice nothing says nothing prepared by disney will say peanut free or soy free or gluten free it'll say allergy friendly gluten yeah. friendly because they can't guarantee that there's absolutely no cross-contamination in that not like that you know wheat bread's gonna end up in somebody's like gluten-friendly <laughs> sandwich
2: yeah.
1: something like you know um I don't know, little particles of just something floating in there because they don't have completely separate kitchens. They might have separate kitchen areas and they might use different utensils and they might follow proper like um, washing and sanitizing of all the utensils. But since they don't have a completely separate kitchen, they can't say that. Unlike places like Aaron McKenna's bakery, like that is a you know gluten-free bakery, a dairy-free bakery. So that's an exception to the rule. But for families that are coming with food allergies, especially children with food allergies, that is like totally key. And, and even if you don't have the kitchenette or the full kitchen, you can ask, the, the regular rooms will have a mini fridge. You can stock that up as much as you possibly can. Um, and then that you can ask for an additional mini fridge. And as long as they have the supply to provide you with that, which they typically do, um, that can be very useful as well. And there's a lot you can do with shelf, you know, shelf space, you know, for shelf stable items, and then, um, utilizing the tiny little freezer in there and the refrigerated section <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, they actually a couple of years ago they piloted this program at Old Key West where they say where they um sold like actual meal kits almost like a blue apron or um yeah and I was never there for while it was going on but I thought it was like really creative because especially if you're there for a long period of time like you're doing a 2 weeks stay which a lot of DVC members do that's not uncommon um It's just nice to kind of take a break from being out, you know, spending the money, paying tip, like all that kind of stuff. And of course, anywhere you go in Disney, it takes time. Like all of that takes time to get to Disney's rings for your reservation, to go here, to go there, to stay in the park, to be there. So just to have like a couple meals in your room is really nice. It saves money. It saves time. Um, and it's a good way to kind of get you what you need. And then, a, especially if you have picky eaters in the family, um, you know, with my kids, I know, I know exactly what these two humans need in the morning to go the longest without whining and without like puckering out. So every Disney trip, even if we have the dining plan, or even if we have, you know, a scheduled chock full of reservations, we will still order whole grain waffles, you know, our regular Instacart order, our yogurts, our fresh fruit, our cheese sticks. We always bring insulated lunch boxes and ice packs. Um, and even if I fully intend on eating every meal out, I still pack it because there's some meltdown in the middle of the line or there's, you know, just that one part during the day when someone's like dying of hunger, but everybody else is not ready to eat yet. Right. And you just need to like satisfy it. So, um, the grocery delivery is key. Or if you can go off property in your own car, or rental car, there's a lot of Publix in the area, um, lots of places where you can pick up food. And then as you mentioned, the resorts sell food as well. Probably, you know, definitely still a little pricey, but but it's there if you need it. They have gallons of milk and, um, you know, their macaroni and cheese and their pasta boxes and all that kind of stuff you'll find.
0: And I think that's the other reason why uh, Disney decided to partner with Target and build a Target at Walt Disney World coming Mm -hmm. soon um, so that it's a lot easier. Because I think they they saw that families were leaving and going to the Target off property or to another location. And this is just a lot easier to have it right there on property to go to.
1: Yeah. Um, I would like them to also have the Disney buses running. Yeah, there. going
0: there—that would be. I hope they announce that. That would make things a <laughs> that lot would be easier. Part too. Of it. <laughs> um, so, what's next on your list? Is it food-related or is it another another topic? So
1: I would say, and uh, th- these haven't been in order, true to myself. Because I like, haven't either, which is great. Okay. I look going in random order. <laughs> I can never, never do that. I can't pick favorites or like higher importance over other things when it comes to Disney. Um, but I like. I love the push of the new restaurants and not just new restaurants, but restaurants for every type of culture, like type of culture, as far as where you're from in the United States, but also where you're from globally. Um, But the, one of the restaurants I'm really looking forward to is Beatrix coming. Have you heard of this? It's coming to Disney Springs.
0: I have heard of it. I don't know probably as much about it from a cuisine point of view (laughs) as you do, but I have heard of
1: it. I'm, I'm really excited. This is going to be the fifth location for the company. Um, and it's going to have like a market for grab and go items. It's going to have sit down and then it's also going to be like a coffee shop lounge and then also cocktails. So this is like everything I could ever dream of all in one. And they have like a lot of sourced, uh, locally sourced ingredients, a lot of plant-based items, but they're not strictly plant-based. Um, and I love Aaron McKenna's, but they are strictly plant-based. This place is not strictly plant-based, but it's like most it's built on, I would say like plant-based meals. I would say, um, I pulled up the menu just so I could chat about it more. Yeah. Um, and I was but, looking
0: up the, uh, the press release at the same time, like we're we're uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trying to find more information.
1: Um, so uh, similar to this, like I would say Earl sandwich would probably be like what my go-to was for these types of foods for, for like a breakfast or lunch, you know, take point. But this is like that and way elevated because of the full menu and, and all the different meals. But just to like read some of these things off the menu. So they have um, like guacamole, chicken meatballs, kung pao, um, cauliflower, local parata, vegan tomato basil soup, and enlightened Caesar which has, like, capers in there and Greek yogurt dressing, um, lots of different salads, and then a vegan truffled like, mushroom risotto, um, a vegetable bolognese over rigatoni, which sounds really, really good. Um, and then they, they do have swordfish. They have um, slow-braised short rib. So I kind of am envisioning in my head a cross between um, – have you ever heard of, like, True Roots? That I
0: haven't. No.
1: So true roots is like an upper scale, it's like an upscale Panera, if I had to explain it. Like it's like a really, really, really nice, more elaborate Panera. So I kind of see this being very similar to a true roots. Um, The last time I went to a true roots, I don't even know if there's one um, in tri-state area, but the last one I went to was in Naples, Florida. Um, But I definitely know they're like you know, there's some in California, there's a, there's a few different ones out there, but that's what I see this place being. So I'm really excited for this, this place to come. I always get excited for all, like the festival menus and Epcot to see what they're going to come up with, with different, you know, plant-based I- items and things like that. Um, and then I'm trying to think what would be the next new restaurant. There was another one I was thinking of and now I'm blanking on it, but I I just like that we're not just looking at places to fill when it comes to dining and, and restaurants in Disney and Disney Springs, I should say like most specifically, they're really looking for like different places so that there's something for everybody and they integrate, kind of more mainstream things, even in the places that seem a little bit more different than your regular like theme park crowd, in order to please everybody, you know, they're really speaking to that big family that's coming in that has, you know, people of all different ages, all different interests, all different tastes, dietary needs, etc. So
0: yeah, I love the food choices at Disney, You're right? They are very Conscious of all the difference the people coming from all over the world and the people with all these different, um, again, dietary restrictions and needs and wants. And it's it's amazing to see the new places they continue to add to Disney constantly. Um, I'm deciding where to go to next. Oh, one, this this actually was the first one I thought of and it was the first one I put on my list. And it's not pertaining to food, but it's almost... I don't want to call it a pet peeve. I feel like it's a something It's something that people miss or don't think about or maybe just don't realize. Um, and I think it's incredibly important. And that is uh, to not just limit your sun exposure, but also just oh, to bring yeah. sunscreen and apply sunscreen and reapply sunscreen. And I might be more sensitive about it just because I do have fair skin um, and I do have to be careful about sun exposure but i think it's the simplest thing to just bring and apply sunscreen whether you're at the pool at the parks and it's easy to forget even on overcast days that the sun is still strong you still get the uv radiation through the clouds um it reflects off water there's a lot of water at disney a lot of beautiful landscapes with with uh you know the seven seas lagoon crescent lake Pools, just ton of water rides, a ton of water. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, if you do perspire, they do have water-resistant sunscreen. But after a while, after time, anyway, you do have to reapply. And I almost had to like kick myself when I went in February this past year because we went out in the morning, and I'm usually very good at applying about applying sunscreen, and I just didn't think about how how long we were going to be outside. And I don't think we had planned for it. So although I brought it, it was about an hour and a half that all of a sudden I felt like my neck was hot. And I'm like, I think I should be applying sunscreen and I should have earlier. And sure enough, like I came home with a sunburn just because I had applied it too late. This was only 11 in the morning. Um, So it's not like it was three in the afternoon, the sun beating down in the summer. It was February. It was maybe 70 degrees. And we were just outside For an extended period of time in World Showcase, where there is the World Showcase Lagoon and water reflecting, and it was a sunny day, and then we proceeded to walk to Hollywood Studios again along water, Um, and after that, I had already applied sunscreen, and then we were walking around Galaxy's Edge, and uh, like... I just came back and I was sunburned and even later that night I had chills and I, it was just from, um, you know, like being in the air conditioning. Cool, with the sunburn.
2: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's such an easy thing to remember, although we occasionally do forget while on vacation, but so important to your health to yeah. wear sunscreen, limit sun exposure, even on cooler days. Like I'll bring, um, you know, actually even to the pool sometimes I'll wear, they have the sunscreen, um, like shirts with sunscreen in them, yeah. so like the light fabric that you can wear into the pool, just yeah, because the sun after. in Florida is so strong. Um, so, a really important thing to remember and yeah. want to try to remind people.
1: Yankees who just don't get that <laughs> type of sun. Um, I would love to see Disney, or at least in their first aid stations and that was actually on my list to mention even if it's on its own bullet point but each of the parks has a first aid uh station with a a nurse that's Mm -hmm. in there that can administer you know over-the-counter medications um item on my
0: list actually
1: yeah (laughs) and they also have epi pens as well um and just a tip for anybody who does have an allergy and requires epi pen especially for the parents. First of all, they come in twos, but always pack two because if one falls, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, and if you have a child that requires it, both parents should carry one on them. Because I know a lot of times in my family, we separate at some point, whether it's the boys are using the boys room and the girls are using the girls room or who wants to go on this ride and who has, you know, rider or switch or um, who fell asleep in the stroller and who wants to go. To <laughs> the so it's yeah. important to kind of carry it on you not just like in the bag that's on the stroller but but on you but anyway they do have them at first aid and first aid sells spf so if you do forget they have it there you can buy and they they do have it in some of the gift shops as well but i'd love to see disney do something at first aid kind of similar to the beaches around here like in rhode island like long beach they have like free um sunscreen like dispensers they're almost like hand sanitizer dispensers but they're sunscreen. i mean i think that would be great yeah i mean it'd be great if it was in every like restroom um but that might be asking a bit much so (laughs) i feel like at least at the first aid stations you know that would be really nice but certainly don't forget that i mean that is always on our instacart order I always pack a travel size. My regular like face moisturizer has UV protection in it anyway. Mm. My dermatologist always suggests that. And I used to only have 25 and she was like, no, you definitely need 50. Yeah. <laughs> um, you I've
2: know, 50. I've 50 plus for, as I've gotten older. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And I do it for my kids. So I should remember to do it often enough for myself. Um, but yeah, you do have to reapply because between the water rides, um, the sweating. Mm-hmm. And then even in the cold, colder months, like January, February, you have those days where you're constantly like putting a layer on and then taking it off, putting a layer on and taking it off. And every time you rip that top layer up over your head, you're removing some of the sunscreen that's on your neck and your face. So you do have to reapply often.
0: Super critical in Florida and most places too, but it's, it's really, cause you're, it's, it is an outdoor place. Um, you have to make sure to, to take care of yourself that way. Yeah. Um, we're rounding up to a few more. So what do you have next on your list?
1: Um, well, it's no shock to anybody who knows me, but run Disney events. Of course. (laughs) I was waiting.
0: I actually left it off my list because I knew you'd have it on yours. (laughs) Yeah,
1: of course. So I'm a run Disney fanatic. I just, I just love run Disney anyway. And the organization is has changed a lot over the years, but um, certainly not losing any followers in the meantime. Um, But what I love about it is just it is such an inclusive event that revolves around health and fitness. So you have people that are coming and running their first race ever. You have people that are coming back from injury. You have serious runners that are trying to qualify for Boston. I, I mean, I remember that morning I was in the starting line for the marathon and people around me in my crowd were you know very serious about this race um kind of almost looked down on me because I was <laughs> making it from the app but neither here nor there um and then you ha- and then you have everybody like i ran the 5k for the first time this past uh january and next year i definitely want to bring my 5 year old be- oh, she'll be 6 by then but i was around a ton of families that had three generations doing the 5k together, which I thought was so awesome. Um, and then they have the big health and fitness expo where there are, um, biometric screenings. There's, um, stuff geared towards runners, but stuff just geared towards like general health and wellness. Um, like Cigna is a huge sponsor of marathon weekend. Um, so you just get a lot of that you can consume a lot of that information in a really fun, exciting, motivating um, way, and you can take that momentum with you. You know, when you go home after the event, I mean, you you get hooked. I'm sure you know you get hooked you after do. your first rent to the do. event. Yeah, when places go up, you still want to go back. Um, they also have kids events as well, so they have. Um, kids races. My, my kids have done the diaper dash and the 50 yard dash. And those are so much fun as well. Um, and then you don't, uh, one thing I want to mention, and, you know, depending on if you're depending on who you are, you may like this or not like this, but you don't have to run the entire race. It's true. So, you know, I think it would be great if at some point run Disney did like a, a a walk run, like an actual walk run, because we you have a lot of those locally, right? Like for Alzheimer's and um, National Eating Disorder Awareness and um, for type one diabetes. You know, you, we have a lot of the American Heart Association. We have a that... lot of walk runs locally. I think it would be great if Disney added that in to their weekend. But even if they don't, the 5K is not timed. So it's a very you know, laid back. Um, and a lot of people do the challenges where they're doing either every race or like two races, you know, out of the three, um, if it's not marathon weekend. So you do have some people that are, are serious runners. but are still walking that first 5k, you know what I mean? So I, I just like it. I like the inclusivity. I like the focus on health and fitness. Um, just being a lifelong runner myself, I, I just get giddy at the thought of like my two passions combining Disney and running and that it, it gets other people like super excited about it. Like Christy loves run Disney. She's done several races. And when she lived here by me, she never ran. <laughs> I, <think> she <laughs> was, I mean, she might've done a couple races before she moved away, but we right. never went for a run together. It was nothing like this. And now I feel like every time we are in Disney, we're doing something run Disney related. So um, I really, really like it.
0: Run Disney is totally an experience. It's hard it to is. compare to your local town, you know, yeah. walkathon or or five yeah. k. It's totally a different experience, and uh, yeah, it's easy to get the bug. I love the five k's too. It's just so like the the all the runs are friendly to. Your point, anybody of any walk of life. And the 5K is a great example of that. So we, we usually walk the 5Ks just because it's so much fun. Like we don't want it to yes. go by too quickly. It's just yeah. such a fun event.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, so I'm glad you brought up Run Disney, which is great. <laughs> um, one that's on my list, which there is especially a heightened sensitivity to right now, but is something I have been conscious of for a very long time is it's a two-parter um, but the the obvious part of this is to wash your hands yeah. um, and to wash them right and I think everybody kind of has been drilled into their heads now especially of, of what that means but um, Joanna knows this very well there is never a restaurant that I go to where as soon as we hand the menu back, I say, I have to go to the restroom and yeah. I'm just washing my hands and then I come back out and, um, and it's solely like, even if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to the restroom to wash my hands. Yeah. Um, it's always after we hand the menu back, not before we sit down for the, you know, everybody's touching that smart?
2: menu yeah. um,
0: and, uh, <laughs> quick service locations. We'll order our food, you know, credit card or magic band, touch the keypad, go sit down, And, you know, we'll take turns like, all right, you know, do you want to go first or I want to go first? Then we go to our restroom and and wash our hands and then come back and sit down and eat. Um, And even beyond that, I I think in a lot of cases, if we ride a thrill ride where we are holding on to a handrail or to a, um, you know, like the restraints on Rock and Roller Coaster, even after that, I'm going to the restroom and washing my hands because you're potentially going to touch your face or, um, you know, and again, there's heightened sensitivity around it now, but even beyond that, you know, in normal circumstances, this would be my recommendation, tied to this is to avoid touching the handrails. And it is (laughs) so easy to touch them, but we have literally seen, I will not forget, we were in line for Spaceship Earth, there was a child who just took her tongue and went the entire length of the handrail.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: She's building up some immunity, let me tell yes. you. Yeah, oh, my God. But um, we uh, – it's just little examples of that. Like, you don't – besides people just touching the handrail, is it's, it's – uh, you know, some rides you can't help, but you have to hold on. And it's it's important to do that for safety. But otherwise, you know, avoid touching the handrails when you can and wash your hands, especially before you eat um, or after you've been touching something that a lot of other people have been touching throughout yeah.
1: the day. Oh, my gosh. Um, Before everything happened with the coronavirus and the outbreak, um, just because the cold and flu season is a popular time to travel to Disney because, you know, prices are low and all of that. I actually wrote an article on how not to get sick and washing your hands is obviously on there. and i have to say what's getting my kids to wash their hands very regularly while we're at home are all the basin soaps Mm -hmm. (laughs) they lather so well like better than a lot of the foam squeezy like antibacterial soaps the regular bar soap from Basin just lathers so well that you want to keep washing your hands like beyond that 20 seconds. It's just so, so nice.
0: We stop yeah. in there just to wash our hands in the basin just because uh, it just feels so good. It's like therapeutic. It's just yeah. so nice.
1: And I'm always like, I don't need anything. Let me go in. And then I always end up walking out. Even um, they sell like. On sale usually are like discounted, like broken in half. Yeah. Um, Like little value packs. I always leave with something like that, (laughs) or you know, new bars for myself and one for everybody I know back home. It's just washing your hands is key. Um, but some other things on my immunity list, since you brought it up, um, that's specific to Disney is sleep. Sleep is so important. Oh, it's 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 so important for antibodies and just fighting off kind of like intruders in your body. It, it's just very important to immunity overall. So just focusing on your sleep at Disney, because um, it seems to be like the last thing people usually think about, you know, you're, you're focused on closing the park down, you know, and the next
0: the next morning, <laughs>
1: morning and then even on your free like non-park days um disney springs is open really late so it's just there's all these reasons to not sleep and and then those early morning like fitness classes i was just promoting earlier but there's all these reasons not to sleep but you really do need to get like adequate sleep so um you know they they do have blackout curtains you can adjust the temperature so it's right for you. I always have some sort of white noise playing on my phone. I've brought in like an actual white noise machine in the past for my kids, especially if we're in a DBC room and we have two different like sleeping areas. Um, but just kind of like planning that into your schedule. So if you can have a later start to the day, like that would be an ideal to follow up on a night when you're closing down the park or vice versa, you know, get back early, skip the Epcot show, you know, and get to rope drop early the next morning, but plan for enough sleep. And most adults and older children will need seven to nine hours. And then the younger children need even more than that. Um, So just making sure that you're, you're allowing yourself that time to sleep. And then if you really need it, like for people who are traveling different time zones, you can do melatonin if you need, usually only 2.5 milligrams to up to five milligrams is enough to help. Um, also, on my Instacart order is usually like a sleepy time tea or something like that. You time know, tea, yeah. <laughs> they do have it. They have some herbal tea or decaf tea in the room as well. But whatever you have to do, just get your rest. Um, I I think the last time I was there, um, the first night I was alone in a pirate room, and I, I wouldn't normally be bugged by this, but all night I kept waking up. Have you ever been in the pirate rooms? At I actually night? haven't. No, because when well, I
0: because I don't have kids yet, and when they started <laughs> them, I was a little too old for that, so I just... uh I'm waiting to have kids for an excuse to do it, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I I picked the bed, you know, closer to like the vanity area because Christy was coming the next night and I was like, I don't want to be right next to the door. I'm sleeping alone here. Um, And I I there was a little bit of light peeking out from the vanity area light. That's kind of always on. So I closed the curtain and I just kept rolling over and seeing the shadow on the curtain is a huge like skull and bone. (laughs) Picture, And it was creeping me out all that. Like I just could not get it out of my head. I had barely any sleep. I ran the 5k the next day. Then Christy came in, we tore it all over. And then I ran the 10k the next day and I just was like running on nothing. And then that next night we were going to go watch the start of the, the half marathon in the morning, but we were both so basically crippled at that point. Like me from no sleep and she was sore from the race. We just Could not do it. And we looked at each other. We're like, I think it's a melatonin night. Like two moms on the loose. You would think we were out having cocktails. We looked at each other. We're like, melatonin for you? Yeah, melatonin (laughs) for me. And we got really good sleep. We had a fun day the next day. and It was totally worth it. It's hard to, to schedule in that time when you're in Disney because there's just something every hour. But it's so important. It really, like, makes or breaks your trip
0: it does and it gives you a lot more energy to get through the parks the next day or through a, a half marathon or whatever else you have going <laughs> yeah, on exactly. the fitness in the morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well that's, that's a great one i love all the bonus ones you're throwing in here um, yeah. but what what else do you have uh on, on the next on your list
1: so the last one I kind of threw on in, into my list here is all the salads. Now, this might be, like, very cliche dietitian, like, very expected of me. Salads but Disney, can be
2: good.
1: Disney is known for some, like, very good salads. I would say their most famous one is their Cobb salad, and it's served at two different places. So one is at Hollywood Brown Derby, um, and the other one's at the Grand Floridian Café. So if you haven't been to any of those places and gotten it, even if you're not a salad person, you have to try it. It's very popular. I would even say there's like a cult following for this cop salad. There's a ton of like copycat recipes online to recreate it at home, but it is just so good. And, and when it comes out, it's like a piece of art. It's just like perfectly placed from the avocado to the turkey, to the bacon, to the cheese, the vegetables, the greens, everything is just like perfectly placed. It, it's a work of art. So you've got to try that. But each restaurant for the most part has some sort of salad. And I way in the beginning of our chat, I mentioned how like 13 years ago, 2007, like the only healthy option, quote unquote, was like the Caesar salad. Right. But now they have so many different things. Um, at Captain Cook's recently, they added one. Um, I wrote it down so I wouldn't I forget. Oh, they have a superfood salad that was really good when I was there. It's kale, cabbage, quinoa, and amame, walnuts, grapes, blueberries. I mean, there's just something for everybody. We talked about the harvest salad where a lot of the greens of are favorites. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right there at the land, like as you're rotating around it, you know, your food for the next group coming in is like being grown there. So. um, Yeah, I I love their salad options. They've come a long way. And I like that it's not your boring old, you know, house salad anymore. There's just like really great flavors and um, locally sourced foods and stuff like that they that they use.
0: I may have to invite you back for like the top 10 salads at Walt Disney World <laughs> oh, or something.
1: <laughs> I, a, I have a list of it somewhere. I,
0: I believe that you do. <laughs> um, one that's on my list that um, is kind of rounding because uh, we did mention yeah a lot like the one that we talked about touched on briefly earlier was the, the first aid centers and also the baby care centers. Um, so if you're feeling unwell or Um, I haven't had a personal need for the baby care center, but as a cast member, I did have to learn about it. And there's, you know, if just about anything you could think of, um, in terms of, um, needs and I'm sure Jamie could probably add to that.
1: Diapers, formula, um, microwaves, if you need to heat up food, like little, um, like my first foods, like baby jars and things like that. I Both of my kids I took when they were babies and still nursing, so I've utilized those places. Um, and, and they're a, a haven for like new moms. They have a separate area for nursing or pumping. Um, when I was nursing my daughter, there were moms coming in with their pumps. God bless them for doing this on vacation, but yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So you can utilize, and it's very quiet. There's a closed door, and it's only the moms and the babies that are allowed in there. The older kids, toddlers, the dads, and other family members kind of hang out uh, other places. But there's high chairs, there's little tables for the toddlers and preschoolers. There's a TV playing, usually some coloring books and crayons. The baby centers are key. Um, I will say they're they're hard to utilize. Like when my, my kids were babies, I thought I would be in them in between every couple of rides. There is only one, yeah. you know what I mean? In each park. So I would say for anybody new to that situation and with babies for the first time, plan to stop when you're in the area versus when you think you need to, which is hard to explain to a new parent. Cause like everything revolves around a schedule. But when you're in Disney, you kind of have to let go of that a little bit and just get in there when you're close by. And I'm sure you're going to say that they're close to the first aid.
0: (laughs) They are right next to them. Also, the location in the parks is usually very well planned out and somewhere in a central location. So it's right off of the hub by crystal palace between crystal palace and Casey's corner at magic kingdom at epcot it's between odyssey and mexico pavilions yeah kind of they're always like hidden you have to go once you see them you can't unsee them but they're otherwise hidden at animal kingdom they're sort of behind um the what's now the starbucks over there um it used to be creature i think it's called creature comfort still um but sort of on the right by the bridge to africa i'm trying to think at hollywood studios where it is it's the only one i can't remember um but they're always in a central location somewhere yeah
1: i want to say it's by frozen Ever after but i could be wrong
0: that could be um yeah it's, it's probably somewhere i'm guessing it's somewhere near mickey minnie's runaway railway because it's sort of a central central yeah. port, so it could be over there um in any case, that's that's
2: what Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's one of the things that we talked about, but I wanted to to add, especially in the, the baby care centers. But the one thing that piggybacks off of the idea of sleep, because sleep is really important, but what I've also found, there's been days, especially being in the fortunate position of going to Disney sometimes on behalf of Imagineer Podcast, I'll have to be up early in the morning to rope drop for getting a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance and then going to you know Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. This is an actual thing that happened, and going to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party at the end of the day, and trying to throw in park going in the middle of the day to get content, and it's the same thing. It doesn't have to. You don't have to be a content creator. You could be on vacation and have these really intense schedules, and if sleep, especially if you're not a lot, you should allow yourself enough sleep or a rest day or something. But if you're not taking an afternoon siesta in any way possible, is a great way to recharge. And The best way to do it is definitely to go back to the resort. I usually, especially if you, um, I recommend it again all enough from personal experience, just from what I've heard, if you have young kids, um, really beneficial to go and go back to the resort in the middle of the day, um, do something a little quieter, even if it's pool time, just something to unwind and relax. Um, If you are adults by yourselves, um, you know, it's also really beneficial to just go back to the resort relax. I also love the resorts in the middle of the day because everybody's at the parks and they're so quiet. Yeah. It's, it's such a great time to be at the resorts and take advantage of everything they have there. Lunch at the resorts is fantastic because there's not a lot of people around. Um, but those afternoon siestas, um, and if you, if you're not actually, if you, if you have a really intense schedule, it could be going to, some of the quieter indoor theater-based attractions and, you know, do Carousel of Progress, do Hall of <laughs> Presidents, do the American Adventure. If I have a hard, long day at the parks, I make time for those attractions in the middle of the day just to sit down in air conditioning in a quiet setting um, and sort of lay back a little bit. So
2: that's another yeah.
1: piece of advice. Yeah, Space is usually our go-to to get the two to nap. Um, and then we used to go to... My kids call it the garbage movie, but it, it's not there anymore. Um, but it's circle. It was like the circle of life. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now it's now it's awesome planet. So they opened up. Oh, they okay.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. They call it the garbage movie because it's like Timon and Puma, like showing about lack of Yeah. But just one more comment about getting sick or feeling ill or not feeling well when you're in disney um they do have in-room medical services available and you just touch the front desk key in your room and they have assistance for that 24 hours a day um advent health has walk-in urgent care centers that are open 24 hours a day seven days a week and there's complimentary transportation available for that and they accept a lot of different insurance plans so i've had to look that up for people before um but, but I like that because we, we talk about how to not get sick and kind of like how to go through small ailments or like light ailments where you're, when you're kind of feeling a little off, just kind of how to power through. But like there are times when you just inevitably are going to get sick, you know, whether it's from the travel getting down there or once you're down there, just, you know, the perfect storm happening. And it's just nice to know. You know that there's services available and somebody you can call god forbid that happens
0: yeah the number of times i've gone to disney it's inevitable it's happened to me not a lot and i've been very good lately um you know with these healthy choices but um, yeah. i've been pretty you know jinx knock on wood pretty good of uh, having a good track record recently but in the past i have definitely had my fair share of illness at disney it's just you know usually at least a cold just something yeah. something that hits you um it
1: and, sucks when it happens Yeah. Uh, I, I one time we were down there with my parents and our firstborn was a baby, and then our best friends were there also with their babies and and their parents slash in laws, and we planned this date night in Disney Springs for months, if not the full year, like leading up to it, and I got through maybe appetizers, <laughs> and I had to go home because I just was so run down, fever, chills, the whole thing. But I was able to call, get a quick strep test. You know, I kind of took care of it right away that night. And the next day after a good long sleep and kind of a later wake up, I was able to just continue with my vacation, which is the best case scenario when something like that pops up. So it was a little bit of a bummer. I couldn't finish our date night, you know, the way we kind of envisioned it. We really had full expectation to bring back like Pleasure Island for that one
2: night. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, we'll get other chances to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there'll definitely be other chances. Um, That actually, I think, rounds up my my list. I had some, you know, sort of backups or honorable mentions, but I feel like we talked about a lot of that in some way or another. Are there any that we missed on your end?
1: No, I like that we were able to we chatted about like health, fitness you know, not getting sick, allergies, food allergies, plant-based. We covered a lot as far as the big overall like health umbrella goes for, for, um, Disney parks. So I've exhausted all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We checked (laughs) off the list. Um, well, I think you're, of course, a lot more knowledgeable in this arena than I am having the background and the education and all of that. So I definitely want to send people to you. So for those who are looking to get your advice on an ongoing basis, where can people go to follow you?
1: So um, online, I have my own website for nutrition-related information and um, nutrition tips and recipes, and that's jamieleerdn.com. And then I am a contributor at thekingdominsider.com. So um, you can just search in the box healthy or menus or allergy, whatever it is you're looking for um, that's related to health, and you'll find all my articles that way. Um, and if anybody has any specific questions about traveling to Disney and managing a condition or looking for certain things on the menu, anything food, wellness-related, they can email me, um, jamie at thekingdominsider.com. And I can create content to answer that or just get back to them, you know, quickly in an email. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at jamie Lee, the RDN. Um, and Christy, you know, whenever I have a new article or recipe or something like that, she shares that in stories and on Facebook. So um, if you see any of that stuff, click in and check it out because it's usually a useful piece of information. A lot of it is evergreen, um, but I do write about, like, I've written about... Um, Allergy-friendly options at Mickey Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and the Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, whenever there's a new festival in Epcot, if there's something to chat about, I'll talk about that. So there's kind of stuff for for everybody.
0: Awesome. Um, again, as always, to make it very easy for those listening, all the links are going to be in the show notes of the episode. So just check it out there. And that's the easiest way to get to all those places. But Jamie Lee, it's been like a year since we had you on the show, so it's so great to have you back. I'll have you back again for at least the top ten salads at Walt Disney World at some point. <laughs> Thank um,
2: you. But thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: we close out episode 79 of the Imagineer podcast I hope you found this podcast episode to not just be entertaining but also really informative again I want to give a very special thanks to Jamie Lee for coming onto the show and lending her expertise. My point of view is merely one from a personal experience, not necessarily from a scientific perspective. So I was really happy to have Jamie Lee on the show to lend her advice and experience more on the scientific side of things. And I, again, thought she had some really great opinions and advice to share. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you because I am sure there are things we didn't get to cover in this podcast episode. And the question is how do you make sure that you maintain your health physical health mental health whatever else it might be on Disney vacations to any of the Disney destinations around the world you can send me your feedback by either reaching out to me on social media you can follow Imagine Your Podcast on Facebook Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. And you can follow me at Imagineer News on Twitter. Again, you can reach out in a direct message or better yet, talk about it in a post or in your Facebook or Instagram story or a TikTok video, whatever you do uh, to answer the question of how you maximize your health and make healthy choices at Disney. You can also send me an email at Imagineer Podcast. At gmail.com. But if you want to converse not just with me, but with other members of the Imagineer Podcast community, definitely look into our Facebook group, the Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, which you can find over on Facebook. Easiest way to do that is go to our Imagineer Podcast Facebook page and click on the Groups tab, and that'll take you over to that group and just request. Access As soon as I see that come through on my end, I will approve you and let you into the group. One of the best things you can do for Imagineer Podcast is, of course, to subscribe or follow the show, not just on social media, but on your favorite podcast app, whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast app, and that'll ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you would like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, definitely look into the Imagineer Society by going to patreon.com slash Imagineer Podcast. Patreon, by the way, is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n I don't think I've ever spelled it out before on the show but you'll also find a link in the show notes of this episode but going to patreon.com slash Podcast will share some information about how you can help support the show financially and in return get perks and benefits and I believe that everybody has the uh, you know option and ability to so not only support the show but get perks and rewards in return for it. no matter how much you're willing to donate so literally if you were to donate just one dollar every month that is 12 dollars a year very very little even then you get perks and rewards in return there are a lot of perks and benefits associated with imagineer society and of course the more you can donate the more it does go to help to support this show all of our expenses that are related with running imagineer podcast and in return, you get things like early access to every podcast episode, access to my podcast notes, bonus podcast episodes, uh, access to a private Facebook group, my Instagram close friends list, monthly video calls, and so much more. You can read all the benefits that are currently available by going again to patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you're really enjoying the information and the entertainment factor of Imagine Your Podcast, I would encourage you to check out... Imagineer Tours by going to ImagineerTours.com. It is a premium podcast experience, definitely the best way to describe it, but I include an audio sample over at ImagineerTours.com. I do plan to release more tours in the future, but they do take a lot of work to put them together. I mean a lot of work to put them together, so likely only going to get to at most two to three a year. I will do as much as I can to produce more, but the first one is chock full of information details history stories and a lot of fun all about main street usa at the magic kingdom at walt disney world it's designed to be a virtual audio walking tour that you can experience at the parks or at home either one and it's still an enjoyable experience either way and again just go to imagineyourtours.com to learn more about that of course the best thing you could do for the show is simply to share it. Whether you share out your favorite podcast episode, perhaps it's this episode of the show or another, or the podcast as a whole, or if you just talk about Imagine your podcast in your Instagram or Facebook story, in a post, uh, in a video, no matter what you do to share the word. Even if you just tell your family and friends who love Disney about the show, it does so incredibly much. And I'm so grateful to all of you who continue to not just listen to the show and take your time to listen to it. but to talk about it with your friends and family. I do see it. I do sincerely appreciate it. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for helping to spread the word about Imagine Your Podcast. It's like I said, probably the best thing you could do for the show. And if you do love it, definitely consider leaving us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts or even on Facebook, which also helps to support the show. It's your way of not just sharing the word with your friends and family, but anyone who might stumble across the podcast and wonder if it's for them. I know that when I am considering podcasts that are new, it is one of the first things I look at is the reviews to see what listeners are saying. So um, I do know and understand that it is a place where people go to understand whether they can trust and whether they would enjoy the podcast so i am so grateful to all of you who have been saying such amazing things about this show and it definitely pushes me to make this podcast community an even better place for all of you and i've been if you couldn't tell pushing really hard to make that happen um so definitely thanks to all of you who take that time to uh leave us that reading and review and of course Definitely check out our partners who also help to support this show. First, check out Christy at The Kingdom Insider, which you can find at thekingdominsider.com or The Kingdom Insider on any social media channel. Christy provides a lot of really incredible information and timely and relevant news about all things Disney and not just about traveling to Disney. She has, by the way, some... Incredible information to share there because she's not only a Disney fan and Disney mom who's been to Disney many, many, many times, but she's also a Disney historian, which I love, and she knows her stuff when it comes to Disney. So definitely check her out over at The Kingdom Insider and also look into our travel partner, Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel because they have been helping to plan vacations for more than 25 years. They know their stuff. They know what they're doing so much so that they are diamond earmarked by Disney. That is the highest level of distinction that Disney gives travel agencies. They're one of the top three. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're actually the number one travel agency for Disney vacations. So again, they know their stuff. The best thing is they do this all at no extra charge to you in case you're wondering how that's possible well when they help to book a vacation disney actually pays them instead of you paying them so that's sort of the way that it works but again they can help you to plan a trip at no additional cost to you and even help you to save some money in the process and really save you time because they handle the whole booking process on your behalf and can provide some incredible information about traveling to any disney destination around the world best thing or best way that you can make that happen is by going to the podcast notes below and clicking on the links next to walt disney world disneyland disney cruise line alani adventures by disney etc and request a free quote again no obligation attached to that or just go to imagineyourpodcast.com you'll find a tab labeled travel and there you can find the free quotes there as well the free quote forms to request As always, last but not least, I want to encourage you to not just stay positive, but to take positive actions, to go after your goals and your dreams. No matter what they are, they're a lot more able to, you're definitely able to accomplish them, probably even more than you believe. Um, So I definitely encourage you to believe in yourself and your goals and to take that first step, whatever it is, to go after those dreams. And keep in mind that inspiring quote from Horizons If you can dream it, you can do it. Thanks so much for listening to the show and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast.